hello hello it's beautiful and um today i think i want to talk to myself a little bit um i want to talk about forgiveness and letting things go so forgiveness it's a huge thing right um but forgiveness is not for the transgressor forgiveness is not for the person who wronged you the forgiveness is for you um sometimes we I seek forgiveness from the people who have harmed me but like in reality it's completely and utterly up to me and me alone if I forgive you and if I do if I am kind enough if I do decide to extend that grace and that courtesy to you um that does not guarantee re-entry that does not mean that we are friends or family or whatever we were before you did whatever you did um Forgiveness just does not equal anything but forgiveness. And the forgiveness can only come from the person who was wronged. Um, It took a long time and a lot of tears and a lot of hurt for me to realize that it was okay for me to forgive these people. (coughs) Even though they were not sorry. Um, Sometimes you have to forgive those who are not even sorry for what they did. Um, And in that, I guess... I found strength to carry on, you know, um, in that the anger lost its power because I used to be consumed by rage. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm still an angry person. Like, anger is a very important and very powerful emotion. And I am still an angry person because I still got a lot of shit that I'm working through, that I'm working on. But to be the me that I was six months ago, a year ago, and to be like consumed and feel like this anger is festering and eating me alive from the inside out, um, it feels good to not feel that anymore. And all it took was for me to actually forgive these people. 
let it go. I forgive you and I understand. I understand that you are not sorry. I understand that you don't care. I understand that my mental health and my mental state do not matter to you. And I understand that whatever we had going on is over. But I forgive you. Um, In this episode, I think... I think I want to forgive... Everybody who has ever taken something from me. Um, Whether that be innocence. Whether that be wasted love. Whether that be time. Whether it be money. Give y'all. Um, and I'm letting it go. Um, and I'm gonna carry on with my life. Yeah. Because extreme growth is going on. Like, at this point, I don't even make these episodes really for y'all they are for me um I do feel like it may help the next person yes but a lot of the time I'm just sitting here talking my thoughts out um y'all are getting to witness an evolution um me going through great change um mentally and definitely emotionally and then hand in hand with those things physically because a lot of the time people don't realize that you can't see mental disorders. You can't see bipolar disorder. You can't see schizophrenia. You can't see these things. But sometimes you can. And sometimes they manifest themselves in random physical things. For example, I was just watching um, uh I don't want to say murder documentary, but it was a murder documentary. It, those bring me great joy, great peace. I don't know why. I've always been this weird. Um, like, shit like that. National Geographic fucking taboo used to be my show. Watching those people pierce their skin with those hooks and like, hang, weird shit. Love it. Anyway, so I was watching a murder documentary. And this young lady was groomed by her father pretty much all of her childhood and then once she became um 
puberty aged, I'm gonna guess, he started actually raping her. Um, and he told her, like, while he was grooming her, he told her, well, if you tell anybody these things, you'll never see the rest of the family again. Like, that he was gonna kill them. So she never said anything. And she lived like that with her parents until she was about 19 years old. And one day she woke up at 19 years old and she went to get up out of bed and she just collapsed to the floor. And she was experiencing paralysis on her left side. But after months of studies and blood work and x-rays and all sorts of things, there was literally no reason for her to be experiencing paralysis on her left side. And because of the time that this was in, because this was back in the day, they um, locked her up in a mental mental institution. And she stayed there for, I want to say, about a year, year and a half, but randomly regained use of her left side and just started to become better although she never even in that time told what had happened to her crazy right um I'm sorry I didn't need to um, start going so in depth about that it was just I had to explain that sometimes there are physical Things that happen to you when your mind is under too much stress, holding on to hatred and grudges and sorrow and sadness and all of these things that you could just get off of your chest and move on. Because whether you get it off of your chest to them or not really doesn't fucking matter. Unless it is something where you are trying to gain closure. But here's something that I learned the hard way. Because you are ready for change and because you are ready to change does not mean that the next motherfucker is. And that's on period. Um, Because I, as a grown ass woman, I am now 26 years old. The person that I confronted um, did this shit back when I was four, five, six, seven years old, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't even confront that person directly. I confronted their parent. It's been t- 20 years at least, you know? So I asked about it and was called all out of my name and just berated with fucking rudeness but the question was never answered like and then I asked it again I said but like none of that answered my question 
did you know that this was happening? More cuss out, more screaming, but never a yes or a no. And I realized that she could not, she she could not hold herself accountable for those things. <coughs> because I know for a fact that she knew. Um, but it is what it is. I don't have to deal with those people anymore. I don't have to deal with worrying about, well, I can't cut them off because that's my family or that's what, because fuck that. Family does not do those things. Family does not do the things that have been done to me. Family does not do those things. Love does not hurt. Period. And if somebody is loving you, quote unquote, y'all can't see my air quotations, but they're there. Um, if somebody is loving you miss, like, improperly, if somebody is loving you and it is hurting you, there is no shame in saying that. Like, speak your mind, speak your truth, live your truth. Um, whether people think you're always sap, whether people think, oh, she always got a problem. I don't, I don't give a fuck because you know what? A lot of other people have the same problem as you and are just too scared to speak on it. Speak on it, speak on it. I'm going to tell, I'm going to say something because you know what? I don't like it. I don't like it. And that's okay. And if I tell you that I don't like something and you don't feel like it's that big a deal, that doesn't fucking matter. You know why? Because you are not me. You don't feel what I feel. You don't hear what I hear. You don't see what I see. You cannot see the world the way that I see the world because you ain't been through what I've been through. So, yeah, my core beliefs may have warped my way of thinking about whatever the fuck I'm coming to you and addressing. But that doesn't mean because it wasn't important to you. It wasn't that big a deal to you that I'm not owed an apology that my feelings are not hurt because that triggered me because that brought up some old shit that don't have nothing to do with you. But if I'm emotionally vulnerable enough to show that to you, all you can do is apologize and move on or just move the fuck on. Move the fuck around. Because you're taking up space for somebody that could actually love me the way that I love them. Because I'm not going to ever knowingly do something that hurts somebody. I don't give a fuck what what it is. I don't give a fuck what it is. If you come to me and say, well, bitch, that really, that really kind of hurt my feelings. Like, they rubbed me the wrong way. I'm going to apologize and not do that thing again. 
even when I don't want to apologize. Because once again, I'm human. I'm not perfect. Sometimes when people address shit with me, I get defensive as fuck. But, bitch, I'm going to always come back and be like, okay, well, look, bitch. You already know how I am. But I do apologize. I had to take a moment because I'm real quick to take a moment. But y'all got to step away before I address this any further. Um, and my friends, my family, they know that. They understand that. I think that's a practice that a lot of people should um, learn. Because, let's get into this. We say some fucked up shit out of anger. I know I am good for that shit. Like, <coughs> I will read a bitch for filth. If I'm fucking pissed off, like, and I'd really be trying to control myself, y'all. But that's what I'm saying. I'm an angry person. I'm still working on anger from goddamn 2006. I need a moment. I need a moment. <laughs> so if it's not a situation where I can take a moment, where I could step away, um, discount that friendship or whatever the fuck, discount their bond, gone, baby, because. We say fucked up things out of anger. And I think that a lot of people should use the step away and take a moment method. Because a lot of people have children. Fuck grown people. Let's talk about children for a moment. You get angry with your children. Um, and let's say you're not even really angry with your children. Let's say you angry with your baby daddy. You angry with your motherfucking mama. You angry with the bitch on the job. You angry because your alternator just went out. And you walk in the house and your kid says some dumb ass shit to you. And it's just the straw that breaks the camel's back. And then you say some shit that you can't take back. Because nothing that you say can be taken back. And whether you apologize or not, that shit still hurts. So your child says some dumbass shit to you and you call him a dumbass, stupid ass bitch or whatever the fuck. Um, when instead of reacting to the way that they were acting or to what they said, you could have let them know. I need a minute. I'm going to take a minute. And I know kids don't listen. It's that in the third. But kids listen. Especially when they are kids that are treated as human beings. Um, I know, I don't know too many people from my generation that were raised that way. Um, I know myself, I was not allowed to really think for myself. Like, constantly felt like I was gonna say the wrong thing but like I was an inquisitive child and if I asked the wrong questions it would just make people angry and I would be told you know stay in a child's place just that the third blah 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 um and I'm not I'm not raising no kid like that I'm not doing that I'm gonna let them I'm gonna let them be who they are. 
you are an individual. Um, and I would hope that because I am respectful of you, that you will be respectful of me. Because that is where that disconnect comes from. Where, oh, kids don't listen. Because you don't listen to kids. Because you don't listen to your kids. Respect is earned. That's the shit that we were taught. You earn respect. But... You don't earn respect by belittling. You don't earn respect by mocking and whatever else that you're doing. You earn respect by being respectful in turn. You want your child to listen to you more. Listen to your child more. Um, but I digress. I'm not a parent. I'm just a human being who's been a child. I guess that counts for nothing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I started this thing off talking about forgiveness. I done talked about a murder mystery. I done talked about, and I didn't even tell y'all about the murder part. Let me tell y'all about the murder part. So, the girl got out a year and a half after she was um, locked up in the institution and they sent her right back to her parents house right Ooh, right yep I wish I had I wish I had the technological um, knowledge to insert like laugh tracks and shit but anyway so the girl um, the dad went back to what he was doing with her But the girl ended up um, messing with the neighbor, I want to say. But he was a grown-ass man, too. And one day, after they finished having sex or whatever, and she was sitting on the edge of the bed, and he was standing up, buttoning his pants and shit, talking about, "Um, this this stays between me and you, right? Don't you tell nobody what happened here and this, that, and the third. And that shit triggered her. That shit triggered her. And she ended up stabbing his ass to death. Um, of course, none of this came out. You know, the the grooming, the molestation, the rape. None of that shit came out until this woman is already now a fucking murderer. So... Yeah, she got hit with the life, but mm, this shit was sad, y'all. But so yeah, listen to your kids. Your kids, um, yeah, they ain't they ain't the smartest. They don't know everything, but they know themselves, and you have to teach them the ways to express themselves. And you have to make your safe, yourself their safe place. You, as their mother, you as their father, you are their home. And it should always be that way. 
That is crazy. So a lot of the time when I'm just sitting around wherever I'm at, if I'm at home, if I'm at my house or at a friend's house or whatever, wherever I'm at, a lot of the time I'll just get this random thought that's just like, ooh, I can't wait to go home. But I get that feeling even at home. And I just realized that there is one person who, when I get around her, I don't ever think, oh, I can't wait to go home. And I think that is because she is my home. This is what I'm saying. I'm, I just get up here and ramble, y'all. I just get up here and talk about anything. Talk about something. Everything. Talk about nothing. Um, maybe I dropped a few gems. Who knows? I hope y'all pick them up, though. Um, forgiveness is key, y'all. Forgiveness is key. Um, and healing. Forgiveness is key. And shadow work. Forgiveness is key. Because in forgiving those people and exercising that forgiveness muscle, you also make room for forgiveness for yourself. Uh-oh. Yeah, be because sometimes you got to forgive yourself. All the time. You got to forgive yourself. Sometimes we carry the weight of other people's things. This this person did this to me. Yeah, but I allowed that to happen to me. Forgive yourself for that. Forgive yourself for being too trusting. Forgive yourself for overindulging. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Move on. And I promise you, growth is going to happen. Your mind is just going to start expanding. Before I came into this great awakening, or whatever the hell I want to call this, um, I always felt like, like, for at least, I want to say, about a year, I just felt like, oh my God, I'm so stupid, and I'm just sitting here watching my life go by, and I don't do any of the things that I used to do. I don't read books anymore. I don't write poetry anymore. I don't do anything but, like, exist. I go to work. I come home. I go to bed. I wake up. I go to work. I come home. I go to bed. And you know, it's a little weed smoking in between there. But, um, that was really about it. And then I wanted to blame the, the weed as the problem. Like, oh, it's just because being a pothead is just so stupid and so lazy and blah, blah, blah. But that wasn't it. I think my issue was that I had lost my passion. Um, and I still haven't found my passion necessarily. But I relit a fire in myself 
with this forgiveness, with this awakening that made me become passionate about other things, made me become passionate about other people, made me become passionate about myself, made me take myself seriously. Something that's so sad and so fucked up is I never really had dreams or aspirations for my life because I never thought that I would make it to see 18 years old. Not because I'm sick or anything, but because I was convinced that I would kill myself before that. Um, and then after a failed attempt, um, <coughs> I made it. I graduated high school. And as soon as I graduated high school, I was like, oh shit, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> um, so everybody said, oh, you're smart. Go to college, go to college, you know? So I enrolled in college um, with no help and no guidance. Because anybody that went to Wilson knows that the guidance counselors and that bitch sucked. Um, around 20, probably around from, from like 20, 2010 to at least 2015, them bitches sucked. But anyway, so I really had no help. I really had nobody that was telling me, you know, what to do, how to do. Um, what my options were. I just, I just didn't know. And so I went with the first thing. I went with the first school that would waive their application fee. Um, because I was near the deadline. It was crunch time. And I didn't have any money. And I could not ask my parents for the money. They did not, quote unquote, have the money. So, I went with the first school that gave me a free application. I got in. Um, I got a decent amount of money in scholarships. And then I applied for some other scholarships that I randomly found online from a Google search because, once again, no guidance, no help, no nothing. Um, after I applied for the scholarships, I auditioned for the school's music program because I was going to be a music teacher. And got in, got a good scholarship. Uh-uh-uh. And... I guess for an entire year of education, I would have owed $9,000. Um, I was supposed to have people to on my loans. It didn't come through. Three weeks before the end of the first semester, they cut off my meal plan because I was not apparently working hard enough to get somebody to co-sign my loans. So, the way to fix that, I guess, to them was to starve me out. 
y'all I don't even know how I got to this point um, in this story but yeah college sucked college sucked I left after that first semester and because I did not get somebody to co-sign my loans and that $9,000 was like still there they uh they snatched my scholarships too so $9,000 jumped to $31,000 and then anytime I tried to apply to go to school again um um they would ask me for those transcripts and when I would tell them that I could not produce them they would tell me how to get them and then I found out that I couldn't get those transcripts back unless I had $31,000 which I did not have and I was mad because most of them were like I's or F's um mind you I've never gotten an F on anything in my life but I started going through a mental breakdown during that last three week spurt there and um I didn't know what it was so I just locked myself away in my room and um missed finals missed missed everything so I had to they wanted me to pay $31,000 for this failing ass transcript y'all whole system is a fucking lie um so I just left I called my mom and I moved back in with her and I went back to working um and then that soured very quickly because openly talk about that right now so I'm just gonna kind of skip that part it soured very quickly and I ended up having to live with one of my teachers from high school um and there I started making payments which was $252 every two weeks on the $31,000 that I owe these people um I was working three jobs no car walking around y'all and I guess I was so focused on the then on the now on that that I didn't even think about my future and I was stuck in that rut up until about now um where I could only focus on what was going on. I'm working to pay these these people. I'm working to pay these bills. I'm working to eat. I'm working to survive. But by the time I'm done getting my soul fucking drained, I don't have time for anything extracurricular. I don't even have time for me. I didn't even... Y'all, when you think about like how much we really let a job or other people um, take away from us like 
there was a time where I would get out of the shower and not put on lotion as a regular everyday thing. And the shower was just um, a little bit of clean and clear on my face and whatever soap I was using, run it down and that's it. Um, May sound that was a really country, oh my God, I'm sorry. This may sound minuscule, like so stupid to y'all, but when I tell y'all like, the quality your skin is your biggest organ you need to take care of your skin you need to take care of your body because your body will not take care of you if you don't take care of it right so but then I didn't I wasn't thinking about that then I was just thinking okay as long as I'm eating that's me helping my body but look at what I was eating look at how I was living <clears throat> but um so I didn't even have time enough to take care of me like nowadays, I get in the shower and I do my face wash and I do a sugar scrub or a dead sea salt scrub, whichever way I'm feeling that day. And then I wash my body and then I wash my face and then I get out and I air dry and then I put on lotion or body butters or shea butter um and sometimes aloe um just because bitch I'm worried about me fuck y'all fuck your time clock fuck your money fuck all of that shit jobs come a dime a dozen baby if you fall dead in your job rap motherfucking now they gonna call the ambulance they gonna replace your ass in the next two to three business days you will be nothing but a distant memory and you're not out here making memories because you're spending all of your time at a place like that for people like that no sorry no sir so I gotta focus on my crafts I guess I gotta start putting time and investing time investing more than money into myself but investing time into myself and honing my crafts oh my god I'm really preaching to myself tonight. That's how you read a bitch to the blood vessel. Um. Yeah. So peace, love, and more motherfucking blessings, y'all. Can't believe I just sat here and talked for 40 minutes to my goddamn self. Um. And if any of that helps you, wonderful. <laughs> if it doesn't, that's fine too. Hey, at least you gave it a listen. Um, I'm out.